Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Well, hello, caviar dreamers. Hello, caviar dreamers. Checking in with everybody. Hope everyone's feeling well. Oh, I, I'm feeling well, but I'm giving myself hypochondria. Well, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't, though I think I do. You are pretty good at diagnosing people, though. I have to be honest. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, I'm a big diagnostician, if I do say so myself. And I have everybody on my show. I would probably be the closest thing to a doctor. Though Jennifer's married to a doctor, I still think I'm much more medically inclined. I would say you're pretty medically inclined. Much you needed to tell me once as a little girl, you used to sit and read the medical encyclopedia. Yes. If I was not um, an entrepreneur, designer, slash housewife, I would probably be in the medical field. You love to diagnose. I love to diagnose people. I'm, I'm known to diagnose people. People come over for every kind of medical ailment to my house, be it removal of splinters, Popping pimples. I was once with you in CBS, Bad sore throats. And you diagnosed someone in the aisle of CVS. Yes, I diagnosed someone in the aisle of CVS. They thought they had poison ivy. I said they had shingles. And they actually had shingles, and I diagnosed it. From now on, am I still calling you Dr. Marge? Yes, call me Dr. Marge. People are making noise in my kitchen once again because we're doing it from the house. Just so everybody knows, we are doing our podcast from the house, and people are calling in because we are social distancing together, my lovely quarantine crew. Today, we're going to have an amazing guest. Her name is Dr. Nicole Sapphire. She is, in fact, a real doctor. A real doctor. A very successful one. Yes, unlike myself. I just want to preface it with, She's pretty amazing. We're going to hear about her life story and where she started and how at age 17, she actually had a child in high school and has now become a very renowned physician at Sloan Kettering, head of radiology, breast imaging. She is a news correspondent on Fox, but also she is a she gives many speeches she wrote a book that's she wrote a book out. Make it's a, actually out today it's actually out today 
It's already out. It came out yesterday. Make America Healthy Again. It's a great book, and she's a big advocate for people taking better care of their own health. Yes, better care of their own health to bring down our costs. Nicole Sapphire has written this book because, listen, healthcare costs, totally crazy. I'm self-employed. I have my own business. The health insurance for me and old Joe and, you know, my crew because Lexi's husband works in a hospital, thank God. So her health insurance isn't totally crazy. Nicole Sapphire is coming on. She's an amazing physician. She has a book coming out, Make America Healthy Again. I know the title sounds a little controversial, but that's what it was meant to get people thinking and let's get responsible for our own health. I've read some excerpts, super, super interesting. And I think it could actually help everybody. So we're going to talk to her. I think you guys are going to really love her. And, and of love course, her we're story. going to answer some questions too on topical questions on what's going on right now with COVID-19 yeah. and how we could take good care of ourselves. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to ask some, you know, very poignant questions of just like, should I leave my packages on my freaking front doorstep? Because, you know, we're all getting a little paranoid. You know, I'm afraid of packages and I'm afraid I don't go to the freaking post office. So, you know, what's good about that? Stamps. You don't have to. I don't have to because we got the stamps.com. We got stamps.com and I am so happy about it because Marge Singer and I love to use stamps.com and you don't have to leave your house to use it to do postage. It's actually cheaper than going to the post office. And since I'm definitely afraid to go to the post office, it's fabulous. So any of you, if you're mailing love letters, if you're sending out packages, this is the perfect time to sign up for stamps.com, right Lex? Yes, it is a really good time. Anything you could do at the post office, you can do on stamps.com. Um, and it's all done right from your computer. You also get a huge discount. You get five cents off every first class stamp, up to 40% off USPS. And now they partner with UPS. You get discounts on rates of up to 62%. 62% off on UPS. Cause you know what? I always used to complain. My UPS, my package is way too much. 62% off is a lot. It's really a no-brainer right now. It saves you time and money, and you don't have to go out. Yes, you do not have to leave the building, which is we're not in the mood to go out right now. And even when this is all said and done and when COVID's over, I know we're going to be running out and tripping the life fantastic. The post office is not the place we're going to be running to. We're going to be going out to eat and dancing. So lucky for you guys, right now the listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. A digital scale for free for our listeners. So just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in caviar. C-A-V-I-A-R. That's stamps.com and enter caviar. Yep. I love it. Stay safe. Stay safe. And let's go back to the podcast because Nicole's coming on right now. Fabulous Dr. Nicole Sapphire. She's a physician, author, speaker, and national media contributor. We're so happy to have her on, Fox News correspondent. Hi, Nicole. Hi. I'm so happy to be on. I am so happy to have you on. And it's such a pertinent time to have you on because A, you have your book coming out, Make America Healthy Again. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an it's it's interesting timing to have a book coming out when we're all hunkered in at home in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, but the concept of my book is actually quite perfect for what we're all dealing with right now. I mean, one of the things that are emerging from this whole COVID nineteen crisis is the people who are most vulnerable are the elderly, but also those with chronic illness. And my book is entirely dedicated to discussing the chronic illness problem, specifically within the United States, and how this is making a lot of people live 
you know, a costly life because they're spending so much on healthcare. We have people who are going bankrupt from medical costs, but also, you know, people just aren't living their best life. I, I agree. You know what it is? And it's, it's such a, some people are just so healthy and want to be so healthy and other people are just like so unhealthy. It's like the disparity in the United States. It's so unfortunate. And your approach is so interesting because what you're basically saying is Americans have to take responsibility for their own health. It's not the responsibility of the government, which I have agree with. It's, it starts in the home. You have to make yourself healthy. Is that what you're saying? There, there is not one person to blame for someone living an unhealthy lifestyle. But, you know, and it takes a, it's a multi-pronged problem. So you have, a, some people don't realize that they're not eat, eating healthily because they may be eating granola and some of these other processed things that the branding looks like they're healthy, but they don't realize that they're packed with processed sugars and other certain things. So education is a big thing. And, you know, I think unfortunately that a lot of people do not know really what is healthy and what is not healthy. But then that being said, you know, I am a far cry from the pillar of health around here. I probably drink champagne more than most people would uh-huh. recommend. I don't work out every day. Um, however, you work out every day. I'm just saying that I'm friends with you. You're teeny <laughs> tiny and look like you're in amazing shape, but you're also young. So I'm going to well, say that. <laughs> well, but let's also say though, let's also say that there's everything in moderation. So what do I do? I wake up many days about 4am because I go into the city, I do TV and then I come home, I get my kids to school and then I go work in the hospital all day. And then I commute back home, make dinner for my kids, do homework with the kids. And then I just want to go to bed. I don't want to work out. So what do I do during the day? Then I have to modify my diet, making sure that I am watching my calories and making sure it's a healthy diet. I get up and walk around the building several times a day. I take the stairs instead of the elevator. You know, it's everything in moderation. We don't all have to be fitness models or wellness experts to live a healthier life. The truth is all you have to do is make a few small changes and you'll have big results. I love that. I also saw about the the sodium intake is a big deal. I know this sounds like so easy. Everybody who we're talking to, you know, everyone says, ah, the food's too salty. That this, of course, I happen to love salt. My husband is Joe, you know him, Nicole. <laughs> he salts everything. And he, I feel like he's the most unhealthy eater, but you said like sodium is a big deal. Tell me, tell me about that because it's, and everybody who listens to this is pretty young, but I don't give a shit. We got to start. Right <laughs> now. Well, that's it. You have to teach your children this right now, because the truth is adults are really hard to change their behaviors. So you know what? My focus is let's focus on the people who are still actually able to be taught. And I'm not going to deal with the stubborn people who have no desire to change. But so the way that my book is broken down, I talk about the leading causes of death, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and then we also go into mental health and such as opioid crisis and so forth. And I go into what are we doing individually and as a society that's leading to these causes of death? And sodium intake is costing our country so much money, not to mention so many lives. But if you were to just decrease sodium intake by about 1,200 milligrams a day, that would decrease healthcare costs up to $20 billion a year, just wow. in the United States alone. And my husband is one of those salt people as well. But you know the easiest way to lower the amount of salt you eat? All you have to do is 
make food at home a couple more nights a week than you would have. If you usually go out to eat three to four days, maybe you just limit going out to eat one to two days, you'll already reduce that 1200 milligrams of salt right there. It really can be that simple. Well, maybe everybody's salt intake is going down now because we're all we're staying home. home. We're eating at home. <laughs> it's possible. So people don't be salting your food. So maybe everyone's going to get a little healthier now that we're staying in the house. Well, you know, my biggest concern is this enthusiasm of, okay, we are washing our hands, we're, you know, or maybe we're keeping some distance from people during flu season and now COVID season, and we're eating at home and we're spending more family time. I don't want the enthusiasm for those behaviors to change once we do get past this hump, because the truth is COVID-19 is going to be a thing of our past at some point. We are going to get over this. But I don't want these behaviors to change. I want people to still spend time with their families and try and exercise more if they can and wash their hands. Did you know that only about 50% of people actually wash their hands after using the restroom? Okay, I mean, come on, people. Pulses, mate. That's <laughs> so gross. I mean, it's a tragedy that it took COVID-19 for the world to learn how to wash their hands and pull authority bus station to get a thorough cleaning. Yeah, I'm an obsessive hand washer and toothbrusher. Teeth brusher, toothbrusher. I brush my teeth, little tooths. I, I mean, every time I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth in my house, which is like way too much. That's why I had to get veneers. My teeth were becoming clear. <laughs> well, your teeth are beautiful, just like Thank you. you. Now they are. Now they are. Now they're thanks to Dr. Appa, they are pretty fabulous. I'm not gonna, if I do say so myself. So when is this book launching that everybody could get it? So the official launch date is April 21st. It's with HarperCollins Publishers. So it's an in, it's a tricky time to have a book coming out. But, you know, I thought it, I, I was asked if I wanted to delay the publication of the book. And the answer is no, because there's never a good time or a bad time to promote wellness in the United States. And I think COVID-19 really is bring, bringing an increased awareness at how we have to tackle the chronic illness problem in the United States, because it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on. It doesn't matter if you're right, left, up, down. I don't care. No health policy is ever going to work in this country. If we don't rein in the cost of preventable illness, we are spending trillions of dollars every year because of bad behaviors and poor lifestyle choices. And it's not just I'm talking about diabetes and obesity, you know, the things that you commonly think of that can be self-inflicted illness. I'm also talking about cancers and some of the mental health disorders. And it is because of certain behaviors that we are doing right now as a society that's really promulgating these illnesses. And I deal with cancer, that's my specialty. And it is tragic that almost 50% of cancers could be prevented by certain lifestyle choices. And whether people know about them or not, my goal is to educate people on it. Yes, because you are, you know, say your exact title at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center because you just got um, a promotion. So I am a board certified radiologist with a special uh, fellowship in breast imaging. So my actual specialty is breast radiology. I read all of the mammograms and ultrasounds and MRIs. I do all the biopsies, but I also do uh, head and neck biopsies, thyroid biopsies, and I read like CT scans for all of the cancer patients. So kind of multifaceted, but you know, my specialty is breast imaging which is amazing. I love, I love a powerful woman. We're going to get in your background in a minute, but tell us like what cancers could really be with lifestyle changes could be cut back. Cause, cause breast cancer, d tell me, could breast cancer be prevented or not really? I feel like that there's a big genetic component or am I wrong? 
so actually the majority of women who get breast cancer do not even have a family history of breast cancer, nor do they have genetic risk. The biggest risk factor for breast cancer is being a woman and getting older. And there's really not much you can do anything about. However, God willing, we love being women and we like getting older. You know, the old time is However, being overweight or having excess body fat can increase your risk of breast cancer because fat lobules in your body produce estrogen and having increased circulating estrogen can increase your risk of breast cancer as well as other cancers, which is why obesity is directly linked with multiple cancers. And it also just causes an increased inflammation state when you have excess body weight. But that also being said, there are some cancers that we can't do anything about, that they are going to happen, whether it's genetic or whether it is just because you lived long enough and they formed. But what can do you can do is detect them at the earliest possibility, and that gives the greatest risk of survival or the greatest chance of survival, but it also could potentially be decreased invasiveness with those treatments. That is why we recommend mammograms and colonoscopies and other various screening tests, all of which I run through in my book about the importance of why we do this. How often do you recommend a mammogram? Because last time I got my mammogram, they're like, your boobs are good. My very dense breast tissue. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, And my boobs are real people. I just want you to know that I'm the only one on my show right now who has uh, not had a lift or an implant. Not yet, at least not a lift. And they told me I didn't have to come back for two years. Is that recommended? I'm 50. And now I'm 53. Well, it depends on who you ask, but I will tell you my recommendation. So that is, this is one of the issues since you are you're my friend and my and uh, and an amazing physician and now I'm going to be you know I'm a doctor so <laughs> so my big thing is these the mixed communication regarding recommendations are unfortunately going to cost us lives because people are confused and they're not getting their screening when they should be the reason recommendations have changed in my opinion and you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist however when I smell something you know I look into it a little bit And I kind of also dig into this topic a little bit in my book. You know, when the Affordable Care Act took place, we did a beautiful thing by giving health insurance to millions of Americans. It was a wonderful, altruistic endeavor. And it is true that millions of Americans got health insurance. However, that also costs a lot of money. So what happened around similar times while the Affordable Care Act was started was screening recommendations for certain cancers such as cervical and breast cancer, all of a sudden they were recommending getting screened less often. Less Ooh, often. That's and it's, scary. That's scary. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the data, they're saying whether you get diagnosed with breast cancer now or in two years from now, because our treatments have begotten, have gotten so advanced, we can probably still save your life just the same. And that risk reduction isn't so great that they're willing to pay for that mammogram in between. So they say, we'd rather you be diagnosed with a maybe a stage two or three cancer and undergo all that aggressive treatment rather than that stage one cancer and pay for everyone's mammogram every single year. I don't like that. This is my theory. Uh, and I you know, this is, this is my opinion. However, you know, when you're thinking, when you're wanting to cover society, you do have to make some changes on some cost saving methods. And in my opinion, that was one of those cost saving methods to get insurance to everyone. However, for me, I say mammograms for average risk woman, meaning you don't have a strong family history of breast cancer or any genetic mutations that you're aware of, um, annual mammograms, meaning every year starting at age 40, 
and go as long as you want. As long as if you are told that you have cancer and you're willing to undergo surgery for that, you keep getting a mammogram. Got it. Got it. All right. I think that's that's great advice. But, and we're dense breast tissue, which I want to touch on because I don't know if I ever told you this, but that letter you get in the mail that says, oh, you have dense breast tissue and you should probably have more screening, maybe an ultrasound. Yes, I, I got an ultrasound. I've had ultrasound. So I... Um, Help pass the leg or I passed the legislation in Arizona and then helped with New Jersey and New York to make sure that you get that letter so that you are aware of the limitations of a mammogram and also mention that you should probably get an ultrasound to find those small cancers that your mammogram miss. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. For- <laughs> That's great. Well, not everybody is, is thankful for that, but um, I no, like it. I am. No, I am. No, it's true because. It's that's so that's so important. And I and I love a powerful woman. And I just want everyone to know it's very important that Nicole came on here because I want people to realize, A, she's still a very young woman. She's in Nicole, how old are you? 38? 38. You have she's accomplished a lot. And I just want people to realize Nicole does not come from the Lucky Sperm Club. Nicole, please tell people Nicole is on her second marriage. She had a pregnancy. How old were you, Nicole? I found out I was pregnant uh, when I was 17, the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. Yes. And and she had that son. Yes, Nicole? Yes, it was a not immaculate conception. Um, I take full (laughs) responsibility for my actions. Um, It was not the most planned event of my life. However, I decided that I was going to spend my senior year being pregnant. And I was able to graduate after that first senior year semester. I was supposed to start college early, but I decided to just do some online courses. And I had Nick April year 2000. I mean, that in itself is so amazing. And and you lived in Arizona at the time. Did you did you marry Nick's dad? Is that was nope. that your first husband? No, that was my high school sweetheart. We went to prom together, um, but we did not get married. He did propose to me, I should say. So I had Nick in April, and then I started college locally. I was supposed to go to NYU, but I stayed in Arizona with my family to help out. Um, so I started in the fall, and Nick's dad and I, you know, we. We kind of went back and forth trying to figure out what what life was going to be all about. We were both still very young kids. Um, he did ultimately propose to me, and but we decided not to get married. And I went off to medical school with Nick, and that was kind of the end of it. But he was still very much in Nick's life. I want to put that out there. They He has been a constant figure in Nick's life for the last 20 years. I mean, they snowboard together and surf together and ride bikes together. And they're, they're, that's that's a testament to, to you of how you raised Nick and the relationship you built and that you were such a, I mean, you were a young woman, you were a teenager, you were 17. I mean, you are so amazing. I can't even imagine how you handled medical school with a baby at such a young age. That's so impressive. Uh, you know, you kind of just, you just do it, right? I mean, you guys know this. If you're, for me, I knew I wanted to be a doctor before I got pregnant. And I was told by people, specifically people very close to me, that I would never become a doctor if I would decided to go through the pregnancy. Um, but I did anyways. And, you know, I kind of just kept my head down. I went through college very quickly, head down, working 30 hours a week in a pharmacy, you know, I utilized all my support system, friends, family, anyone who could help me. And then when the decision came to going to medical school, 
You know, I actually didn't bring him with me the first semester because, you know, we all hear these horror stories of medical school. So I had no idea what to expect. And then I had no idea how I was going to do it outside of my support system. So I went and I had to leave him for that first semester. And it was awful, mm-hmm. awful. And to the point that I didn't know if it was worth me going back after that first semester. But I had to prove it to myself and prove it to the world, I guess, that I could do this because they all told me I couldn't. No, I I understand. And so I kind of made a deal with some of my professors for that second semester. I said, look, I can't physically come to class. I will do self-study and take all of your examinations because there was a school there for the professor's children like who had like young children. So I said, please let my child be a part of the schooling. I will study during the day hours while he's at school and then I'll be with him at night, but I can't attend class. But I promise if I keep above a 90% or an A, you know, can we keep doing this? And they said, they kind of chuckled at me saying, you know, you're not going to be able to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, let's just do it the first test. If I get above a 90% on the first test, can we try and do this? And so they agreed to that. And on a 130 question test, I missed one. But, I mean, the rest is history from there. I never went to class again. But Nick was with me. Well, that, I mean, was that- with me and I graduated with highest honors. Number two in my class, not number one in my class. But number two. Well, that just, I mean, I think that's just shows everybody that if you're determined and you want something in life, you could really can make anything happen. Because listen, you had odds against you. You had a teenage pregnancy. You had people telling you can't do it. You had a baby to worry about. You're in medical school, which is so grueling. And it's just, I mean, it's so amazing what you have achieved and it's amazing you came to the table with a solution. Yes. You figured out a way to do it and you said, let me do it. I think people are often afraid. They're like, okay, well, this is how it is and have acceptance. But you advocated for yourself so well. Well, yeah. well I mean, let's be honest. There were many nights that I cried that I, you know, felt sorry for myself or it was felt that it was too hard. But the bottom line is, you know, you look at your situation and your circumstance, some of what is because of your own doing. And then some are not because of your own doing. And the only way to get through things is to, you know, come up with your own solutions, because the truth is no one's going to work harder for you than you. So you have to be that person. Yeah. And I, and I think that's such, such an important message. And I want everybody to hear that, that no one's going to work harder for you than you. And I think that's a common theme through, through our podcast. And I love that message that you have, Nicole. Are you neurotic? Totally. Let me tell you what I am. I am so worried always about the future and everything else. And so was my ex-husband. And we were obsessed with life insurance. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to tell you about Policy Genius. You have a baby now. I do. So the most important thing to get is life insurance. People must buy life insurance. Everybody listening to me, you have to buy life insurance. And people get very, very confused about buying life insurance. Now, I happen to buy life insurance a lot because I'm always like, what if something happens to me? Who's going to take care of my family? I'm worth, you know, more dead than alive. Don't anybody (laughs) take that as a hit on the marge. But you know what? There's a lot of fun facts about life insurance people don't realize, Lex. Tell me. I don't realize these Life insurance provides a tax-free lump sum of money to your loved ones after your death so you can make sure they're able to pay everyday bills, children's college costs, or final expenses. Policy Genius 
is an amazing company. They're America's leading online insurance marketplace helps people get the right insurance by making it easy for them to understand their options, compare quotes, and buy the policy all in one place. They've helped over 30 million people since 2014 because it's so hard to figure out what kind of insurance you need, but life insurance is so important. So you guys have to go on Policy Genius. You get to choose how many years your policy will last. That's called term insurance and the amount that will be paid out if you die. I mean, no one's to talk about dying. I totally get it. You don't want to think of your demise, but it's so important to get life insurance. And they make finding the bright life insurance such a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from all top insurers and find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare your life insurance policies. Yes, and then no one worries. I mean, you make sure your partner gets it, your life partner, you get it for yourself, you know your family's taken care of. You can decide who the beneficiary is. That means the people who get the money, you know, when you when you die. So you pay for the policy in the forms of monthly or annual premiums. These costs can vary from insurer to insurer. So it's important to compare your options before you buy. But that's what Policy Genius does. It helps you compare the quotes. And, and why you apply? Yes. The Policy Genius team handle all the paperwork and the red tape for free. So it makes it super easy. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. Well, so listen, home insurance, you know, it's a pain in the neck to figure out which one's the best one because I've been booted out of my home insurance before because, you know, I had a flood, I had this happen. So it's great for home insurance. It's great for auto insurance. It's great for disability insurance. So in just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. This is amazing. All your insurance needs in one spot, policygenius.com. And listen, we all get things wrong from time to time, but at least we can get life insurance right with Policy Genius. That's right. Now, how did you meet, you know, who I love so much in your life, Dr. Paul <laughs> so My husband. Also, so smart, amazing physician, just as gorgeous as you are. Oh, yeah. He's and a great. creeper. I'm not going to lie. But so he is, so my husband is Paul. He's a neurosurgeon. We don't say in our house, oh, it's not brain surgery. We say it's not rocket science. <laughs> so he, um, he was out in Arizona. He was, well, actually, he was out doing a fellowship in LA. He came to Arizona for a conference and we met at a social gathering at the conference. So technically we met in a bar. But at the time when I was going through medical school, I didn't drink alcohol because I had this idea that I couldn't ever not be in control of the situation because I had a young baby at home and I was going through medical school and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. So I was drinking hot tea because that was my go-to at the time. And oh, he approached me. And, I had hot tea in a strip club. That's, yeah. I went yeah, to a strip club and I was like, can I have a cup of hot tea? And he spent the entire night making fun of me, trying to get me to drink alcohol. I mean, he's such a bad influence. And I didn't give in. But um, it took about a year of him asking me out via long distance, because he was back practicing in New York at that point, for me to finally fly to New York. And he took me to dinner. And we've been together ever since. And now we have two more boys. So we have three boys living in the burbs of Jersey and loving every minute of it. I, I know, which I, I just love so much. So, of course, then, you know, you become a Fox News correspondent. 
you know, down the road, you have the kids, your, your big, big wicked Sloan Kettering box, you know, values, everything you say, everybody's, you know, waiting for your next move. Let's discuss what's on everybody's mind right now, COVID and what's going on. And, you know, maybe you could ease some people's minds because of course we're all in the house. Everyone's like a paranoid nut job. all my girlfriends are you know asking me questions ask her this ask her that I mean let me just ask you some questions that sound so ridiculous but maybe my one friend refuses to bring in her packages from the front doorstep actually she's the wife of a a physician I'm gonna say her name Linda Lipton I (laughs) love I love Linda Lipton and her husband's a a big physician at uh, Northwell Health but she refuses to bring in the packages for three days off her front step because she's convinced that they're contaminated. What do you think of that, Nicole? Well, I'll be honest. I was doing the same thing in the beginning, just but I was leaving them outside for about 24 hours just because, it, you know, this is highly contagious virus. And there are some studies that are showing that it can live on inanimate objects such as cardboard for about 72 hours. Now, whether or not the virus is still viable, hard to say. But, you know, one of the reasons that you're seeing me so much on TV right now is because I myself have a, a autoimmune condition where I take injections. So my immune system is suppressed. So, you know, as soon as things started going south here, Sloan Kettering and Fox both came and set up home studios because I, I I needed to build a fortress because I wasn't leaving my house. Yes. And yes. so you know, compromise, yep. which, is, so, which is smart. So I, you know, I have kind of heed warning. I do think that a lot of these things of leaving packages outside and really wiping them down before you bring them in, I think this is all probably overkill. But at this point, it's like, what else do you have to do? Like, why not just wipe it down? Do you need to do that forever? Absolutely not. But right now, you know, it's not a bad idea. We really don't have anything to do. And I'd much rather overdo things right now than underdo things. But that should I should say, though, I don't mean it that way in terms of the economy and not opening things back up. I'm just saying our own measures in our own house. It's okay to take your shoes off and leave them outside because it shows the virus can live on your shoes for a couple of days. So why not just leave things outside? If you know your inside of your house is clean, before you start accepting something from the outside, just wipe it down or leave it outside for a little bit. It's the best thing to do right now. This is not long term. What about like, I'm taking a lot of walks in my neighborhood. I'll walk the dog. There's not a lot of people walking on the streets in my neighborhood. Um, If I see someone coming, I cross the street. If you're taking a casual walk outside, do you need just to wear a mask doing a walk? I'm not talking about the supermarket. I'm talking about just a walk outside to get fresh air. Sure. And by the way, it's amazing that you're outside walking because that is one thing that people are doing less of right now or is getting outside and getting that physical activity. And that in itself is going to be bad for mental and physical health. So it's great that you're going outside. But no, I mean, we are also going outside riding bikes. And I don't think that you need to be wearing a mask out in the general public in that sense of just going for a walk. You know, they say that if someone violently sneezes, that that virus particles can travel six to 12 feet. But I mean, this is all overkill. The truth is, if you are really going to be at least six feet away from people, then just walk, especially if you're outside, get that air flowing. I mean, that is best case scenario for you not catching the virus. Okay, so so I like that. That makes me feel a lot better. I have a toddler and try putting a mask on a toddler and keeping it on for more than <laughs> if I have to take my son somewhere, which I'm really trying not to do, 
should he be wearing a mask as well? Well, that's a great question. And you're absolutely right that you should just try not to bring him anywhere right now. The fortunate thing, and that's unique to the virus causing COVID-19, is that it does not seem to be affecting children as much. So the truth is you're at higher risk for getting the more severe symptoms of COVID-19 than your toddler is, pending he doesn't have any other health issues. However, if you're going out, if he's coming with you and you have to be in a grocery store or in those settings, you should really try and cover their face as well because we're just trying not to, you may be protecting him, but you may also be protecting someone else because he may be an asymptomatic carrier. We actually don't know. And so, you know, if there's a stroller and you have one of those things for the rain that protects him from the rain, just put that on. You know, he doesn't have to be in a full N95 mask or anything of the sort. <laughs> in a hazmat suit. In a hazmat suit. All right. That, that, I mean, that is great, solid advice. Um, let's talk about some superficial bullshit. Do you think we're not, I mean, when do you think people are going to be able to get like a manicure again? I mean, when do you think this seriously is going to be over? I mean, women are looking, you know, we're all looking very ungroomed these days. Well, my roots are a solid two inches long. I haven't had a manicure and pedicure in months now. My Botox is completely worn out. So, you know, I'm a bit of a hot mess. I know my whole face moves. It's freaking me out. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's (laughs) superficial nonsense, which obviously means nothing in times like this. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are vain bitches. And it does help our mental health. And it does help your mental health to look good. I'm trying to do the best that I can. I mean, a lot of days I don't shower until five in the afternoon. But, you know, (laughs) I try and put on fake lashes a few times. So at least Joe feels like he's having sex with someone who doesn't look like she's picking potatoes. Well, but- I'll tell you, I thank goodness I'm doing TV every day because it is forcing me to have my hair and makeup done every single day because I swear if I wasn't doing that and I was just in my yoga pants and no makeup, I think that would have a real effect on my mental health. And so I am glad that I am forced in a sense to get ready because I think if you feel like you look good, that you're actually going to feel good. So I implore people to try and do that now. I'm not saying get dressed in a ball gown, but, you know, get dressed for the day. Walk outside. You know, you want to feel good about yourself. But so we are mid-April right now. And yes. it, it, there is no magic date. I don't care who keeps putting up dates saying, oh, things are going to open up this day. Things are going to open up this day. Uh, who knows? You will probably be able to start going and getting your hair done and your nails done. I'm going to say probably mid-May, but it really depends. It could be later than that. I hope it's not. But I do think we're going to start seeing a few things slowly opening up over in a couple of weeks. I think that they're going to have restrictions on, you know, how many people can be in at a time. But you also want to be smart about where you're going. If you go and get your hair done somewhere, you should probably try not to go during a busy time. If you're if you are someone who likes to have someone come into your house, then maybe ask them to wear a mask and get your hair done. I mean, there are alternatives and things that you can do. I even have a woman at Fox who does my hair. She knows I hate to blow dry my hair. She has offered to come to my house and sit outside and blow dry my hair for me, which I oh, said I said no. Well, I said in the middle of COVID-19, I don't actually need professional blowouts. I will handle this. However, it was a great idea. It is. That is that is a great idea. Um, how long do you think this is going to change us permanently? Do you think people in general are going to continue wearing masks and gloves like permanently? 
Well, I do think that there's going to be, I don't think we're ever going to get back to the quote unquote normal. And that's okay. Because as I mentioned before, people weren't washing their hands. People were wiping their faces. People were sticking their fingers in their noses. And then, you know, it's just, so these hand hygiene, this, that's a good thing. And I'm hoping that people have learned some hand hygiene behaviors with all this. And that will continue because then we'll see fewer flu deaths as well as foodborne infections, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think, you know, I we see now the new sanitation stuff, which they're doing in New York, and we're doing a lot more telemedicine and telehealth. And these things are great. These are stuff that should have been done a while ago. But there's been all of this red tape around it. And now all of a sudden, they had to streamline it and do it. And I can only hope it's going to stay. Yeah, I think the telehealth, telemedicine is is great. Do you feel like it affects the level of care that you could give someone not physically seeing them face to face? Well, so there it's a double-edged sword when it comes to tele, when it comes to telehealth. I touch my patients. I deliver yes. cancer diagnoses and I you know, I tell young women with young children at home that they have cancer. They come to uh-huh. me healthy. And I give them bad news. And I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that over a screen. Let me put it that way. But there are certain areas in the country, specifically rural areas. I mean, we are so benefit, we, we are so fortunate that we live where we live because you have the top hospitals like mine, Memorial Sloan Kettering, Columbia, Cornell, NYU. I mean, they're all right here. Whatever you need, we've got it. But the majority of people in this country don't have access to that. Yes, and they, right. they don't even have regular specialists in their town. So they have to drive hours to go see one. So imagine if they didn't have to do that. If you didn't have to put your grandmother who's sick in the middle of a storm and then go drive two hours to go see a doctor who all they're doing is like looking at her and writing her a prescription. Like that's unnecessary. But it it is necessary because doctors need to see their patients. So in certain situations such as that, yes. They absolutely should be able to do telehealth. You know, my concern, and I touch on this in the book a little bit, is because people are so interested in this instant satisfaction that they're now just turning up to these pop-up pop-up clinics, like on the corner pharmacies. They're not, and doc, they're, most of the time, there's not even a doctor there. And so, it, but it's because people want, they want to see someone, they want to see someone right now. Well, what if your health systems actually had doctors available via an app? or your computer, like that. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's because it still has that quality of care and they, you're still talking with the doctor or, you know, you still have that level of expertise and you're not, you're not settling for something less because you, well, really, because that we have a huge generation now that just, they want it and they want it now. I think, I think that's, that's great. Well, Nicole, I am so happy that you came on. You gave us such pertinent information that's so helpful. And your story is so inspiring. Your your story is beyond inspiring to young people everywhere. I mean, what you have done with your life in your 38 years, you're so young. I mean, you all feel inadequate. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, hello. I have a 20-year-old son. So although there's only 38 of years behind me, let me tell you, I have the wrinkles and the saggy breasts to prove. No. Have no, I been doing this for a while? You're, yes. you're gorgeous inside <laughs> and out, and I'm I'm blessed to know you and how we and that we've met. So thank you so much thank for, you for 
for coming on and I can't wait to squeeze and hug you and eat with you and Paul when this is said and done. Absolutely. And but everybody, I need you to buy Make America Healthy Again. It's it's so important. It's 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 going to be a great read. I can't wait wait to read it myself. I've just you know, read some ex- excerpts and it's, it's so fabulous. So Nicole, just tell everybody where to find you. I mean, we all know to find you on, on Fox and um, at Memorial Sloan Kettering, but tell everybody where to follow you. So you can follow me on Twitter NB Sapphire MD, uh, Instagram, Nicole Sapphire underscore MD. I don't, you search my name, but my last name is spelled S A P H I E R. People get a little confused by that, but my book is available anywhere. Books are sold online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, you know, I, I really, if you get it and you read it, please send me a message. I'd love the feedback. Exactly. And I am going to do a swipe up on my Insta story to go directly to buy Nicole's book, Make America Healthy Again. So you guys will be able to get it. And all the information will be on my website as well. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so, Thank much. You so much. I am so impressed. I mean, I also feel slightly inferior right now. I mean, listen, I don't say she's accomplished a lot in her 38 years. I complained that I have to go to the grocery store when I have a child and she put herself through medical school with a baby. But everything is just so impressive of everything she has done. She birthed a child at a young age. People said she couldn't do it. She put herself through medical school. She's still close with her son's father. Everybody's a great family. She, she married a neurosurgeon, a freaking brain surgeon. She became an accomplished physician at Sloan Kettering. She's so smart. She wrote a book. She's a news correspondent. And she's only 38 years old. So, of course, it makes me feel inferior also because, you know, listen, I feel accomplished. I've had an amazing business. I've had ups and downs, but I'm older than her. And I'm just, you know, I'm so impressed. But I think, I hope it's inspirational to everybody out there because you guys you know, are smart, fabulous, your home. And it makes you see that if you put your head to something, you could actually do anything. And if you come to the table, the thing that really struck me was when she talked about her professors at school and she was like, I'm going to make a deal with you to do it my way. And she was able to do it. Come to the table with doing something your way. Try it. What's the worst someone could say? No? Yeah. You don't get if you don't ask. And you have to ask and don't be afraid to ask. And that's what I always say. Every, you know, everything is negotiable. And now is the time more than ever to advocate for yourself because the rules are changing every day in life. Everything is fluid and everyone's up to strike a deal, find a better way to do something, come together. So pull up those big girl panties. Yep. And make it happen. Because... You know, obviously, I like to advocate for myself. Though in my house, it doesn't seem to work because Marlene is still doing whatever she wants in that kitchen. <laughs> yes, she Hours is. later. Yes. So, Caviar Dreamers, stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time. Yes, and don't forget, you can find us at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget, and you can find the mod at The Real Margaret Josephs on Instagram. I'm at The Life of Mrs. B, and you can go to margaretjosephs.com, the Caviar Dreams tab. You will find all the information you need about Nicole and her new book. Yep. Bye, guys. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming.